Hello, listeners. Did you know that HIV treatment has changed over the years? Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines. Today, an HIV pill with just two medicines may help you stay undetectable. Who knew? HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. So how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, no worries. Your doctor does. Talk to your doctor about two-in-one HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. What's up, everybody? It is Sam here with a quick little announcement, and that is that I'm doing my solo show, Club Comic, in both New York and Los Angeles, California. That's right. Club Comic is my solo show. It's comedic club tracks. It's videos. It's stand-up. It's sort of a um, fake concert. It begs the question, you know, what if Chromatica Ball were actually, in fact, stupid? That's right. And so I'm doing it on April 28th at Littlefield in Brooklyn, New York, with my dear co-host George opening the show. And then I'm doing it on May 10th at Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles, California. And I don't know who's opening it, but just trust and believe that they will be very successful. Um, so pretty much, if you let me flop, I will um, never recover emotionally internally and spiritually so get those tickets uh they're in my bio i probably didn't have to tell you that because you are a smart audience you hear me don't let anyone say otherwise anyway enjoy the episode i hope this announcement wasn't too intense i've just been feeling pretty revved the fuck up okay enjoy the episode bye The podcast, well, it starts right now. Hello and to all. Let me just say, what's up? <laughs> I have to respond to that um, and just say, to be completely honest, not much. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Do you remember SUP NMU? Of course I remember SUP NMU. Whatever happened to that? Look, I think it's still alive and well. I think sub now people just say not much. They don't I think uh, abbreviating abbreviating has lost its luster because like, you know, phones have full keyboards and uh right. the medium uh, is the message. But totally. um 
<laughs> but I think people still say when you start a conversation with like, let's say you're on like a, a, a scruff or something and you're like, sure. sup, someone will be like, not much you. And then you'll be like, not much. And then you won't talk okay. for a month. It's interesting because you're pointing to an interesting dynamic, which is that a lot of like early online culture now only lives through hookup apps. Like I think people <laughs> on hookup apps, uh, people are using AOL language almost in a fetishistic way. Whereas when you text or when you email, you would never still use that. It would be considered sort of uh, uh, immoral and un, un, inappropriate to say sup NMU. Well, it feels Whereas cold. you used to just say that to like a, an acquaintance, like a just like normal uh, high school or middle school friend. I mean, even I would say even beyond an acquaintance, that was something you could say to your closest friend and it would be like acceptable. Yeah, like, you would say to your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> if she had a username if she had a username asl yeah, yeah. She's like what <laughs> her name is uh grandma love 24 um yeah. but i feel like yeah now it does only because now we're not using a we're using a more personal we're using a phone number yeah. so it's yeah. like we don't need to play these games with each other totally but at the same time i actually do have a friend that will just text a sup and in a way that i actually do really appreciate it because it's sort of putting out a feeler for like, right. you around, you want to hang, no worries if not, and without saying all that. And it's not ironic in any way. It's not like, you know, afraid to reference or not reference. They are referencing AIM culture. They are referencing, and it's, you know what it is? The SUP in this context is yeah. to scruff the date, the sex app, what mm -hmm. like a woof is. Like just saying SUP, it's sort of saying like, I'm available, Yeah, are you even slightly? And then if you're like busy, then it's like, no. But if you're like, yep, you can even say, you can even say not much sup with you. And it'll be like, kind of want to go out. And it's like, you're describing this as very like alien from signs learning about human language. <laughs> there is a sort there's a way in which you are deconstructing like very basic sort of syllabic sounds. You're like, when, when I want to hang, I say sup. When person responds well, I say, oh, yes, okay. <laughs> Oh my God, I, <laughs> you are once again leading me into a trap in which, you know, we're like examining the micro ways that people have no, a conversation. It's true. it's true. And then suddenly I'm the weird one for examining the micro ways in which we have a conversation. Okay. So, you're right. You're right. Here's a question <laughs> for you. Where do you, I would say I, at this point, I text in complete sentences with proper capitalization, punctuation, and uh, like, like I basically write as though I'm writing an email. Do you, how, where do you stand on people who still have a sort of flair to their typing? Who still, let's say, unselect the uppercase uh, letters when they when they text? I celebrate it. I think, do um, you? you know, George. I think you're in a rush to grow up, and I think you always have been. And I think yeah. um, you're right. you know, keeping that sort of childlike wonder with messaging. <laughs> I think is really important. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'm in a real rush to grow up uh, only in terms of aesthetics and not in terms of financial stability <laughs> or career. And that has been my downfall because people expect too much from me because they see that I use periods and semicolons. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really true, actually. And I think, you know, I think it can be sort of a, it's like, why are we sending complete sentences? Is it because right. we feel like society wants us to or is it because we actually enjoy speaking in that way? I think for me, it's also like the, the path of least resistance because you're writing something, it autocorrects to proper English. And then you're like, well, what am I going to do? Go back 
and make and make this like waza. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. The tech lords are trying to put us put yeah. us in a box and make us. Grow I guess. Up. Yeah, and you know what? I'll answer my own question. Yeah, you should go back and change it to waza because that is literally like human culture that is dying and 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 language argo, if you will, that is dying because of Mark Zuckerberg, because of Tim Cook. Because of some guy. I don't care if it's yeah, Mark or guy. Tim. Somebody's correcting my language and saying, I think you need a period there, sweetheart. Do you know what I always love as a sort of a linguistic flourish is when people go, yeah, some guy. And yeah, it's always a guy. And then they like complete the sentence. <laughs> you mean like in like a rom-com or something? No, no, no. Like in an art, in a sort of opinion piece of some sort where it's like oh. the, the men who control the entertainment industry M dash. And yeah, it's usually men. <laughs> M dash again. Um, yeah. It's you know, like, damn, it's, what bite? Exactly. You know, it's what I call, uh, <laughs> I, I've co- I coined this term many years ago and it did not catch on, but um, half humor. Have I ever talked to you about this? You have never, t- you've hidden your entire thesis on half humor from me for all yeah. of the three years that we've done this podcast. Please. <sighs> okay. <help me. laughs> this is, I, the thing is, I'm not ready to fully, like I would need some time to develop a syllabus because this is something that I have not thought about in a while. But basically what half humor is, is like the way people pepper their speech with nods to humor, especially on the internet, so that they can get away with not actually saying anything funny or original. Interesting. Like it's, I would say, you know, it's sort of like, I mean, a very basic, uh, a very basic kind of half humor is over relying on abbreviations or like, um, uh, or or words like interwebs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like if Internet I was like, speak. oh, I was watching Face the Nation because I was watching Face the Nation or something. And it's like, well, that's, you know, enough for 2013. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to well, need a little more than that. But the thing is, it always, I think it's always going to be kind of like that. It's like, because now it's just like you say like boots after your sentence and it's like, that's yeah. a joke. Well, but to defend myself, <laughs> to defend myself, I would say that when I say boots, I am commenting on the idea of someone saying boots. Of course. Rather than, rather than doing it earnestly. Uh, all I'm saying is a mix of, I'll say this, the two things that have ruined American humor, and I think they should stop giving out the Mark Twain Prize because of this, are BuzzFeed and Cards Against Humanity. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Cards Against Humanity has done so much damage and we still are like not, we've not figured out the full effect that has had on us as a society. Yeah. Scientists will be studying that for generations. I mean, literally Uh, that's like free speech warriors. That's like why like so many people think comedy is just saying something offensive is because of Cards Against Humanity being like Helen Keller. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's we also, get like, it. F- yeah, full blown AIDS. Oh, oh my god! Fuck off! <laughs> Fuck off! Psycho. It's it's also like, yeah, not to like defend South Park right now, but it's like South Park had a <laughs> no, moment. You must. <laughs> South Guess Park- what? South Park is at least better than. So go ahead, actually. South Park but had I a moment, and it was very funny, and it was like biting <laughs> mm-hmm. in the right way. Yes. And then people were just like, oh, you just need to make people be nasty. Exactly. And like say things like full-blown AIDS. Like South Park, there's a direct line from South Park to Cards Against Humanity to the end of civilization. Yeah. And it is unfortunate because it's like 
someone misinterpreted what South Park was doing and said like, oh, I can do that. But it it's the truth. It did happen. Do you think BuzzFeed and Cards Against Humanity as the two uh, harbingers of the apocalypse are opposing forces or twin forces? <laughs> I actually think, whew, I think it's they're a tough one. opposing forces, but in a way that, okay, like one is for like conservatives and one is yes. for liberals, but both right. lead them to the same place. Yes. Um, you could say it's two sides of the same coin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest just fainted. <laughs> this is crazy because that means we're going to From intellectual go, go, go. simulation. People don't know that can happen, but if you hear something extremely intelligent and um, prescient, then you can lose consciousness. Yeah. We've had so many... That's why we always have alternate guests because we've killed off many people um, in the alternative comedy scene. Yeah, the body count of this podcast is rivals that of the Iraq War. And I was say I'm the not exact saying that's I'm not saying that's good or bad. Uh, and far be it for me to judge something as complex as the Iraq War, which. You know, there are great people on all sides, of course. Of course. I would never cast judgment. Who? I would never cast judgment. He who casts judgment on the Iraq war. You, well, you guys Please. get the rest. <laughs> yeah. Glass houses. Glass houses. You know. The, the, the stones that are thrown. The stones. And they <laughs> are thrown. And they are thrown. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't stay silent Please. anymore. After that. I can't. Please, I Chris. have to speak up. I have to say something. We this brought you in so because sudden. you were one of the key architects of the Iraq war. And uh, on yeah. this 20th anniversary, we would like you to sort of. Walk us through the thought process. You ran the social accounts for the Iraq War, I think. Yes, with Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sort of just, you know, sort of just sort of throwing things at the wall, seeing what sticked, you know, yeah, just sort of, yeah. you know, getting out of our comfort zone, just sort exactly. of, you know, a little, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Um, and uh, but, all the wrong things stuck to that wall. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's what you got to take risks, you know, and that's when, so social, true. you got to, you got to take risks. I mean, right in, a, some, in a sense that like you were, there were a lot of mistakes being made, but no one can say that that you weren't like taking risks and no, no one can say that you weren't like keeping yourself on your own toes. Absolutely. You know, you're in this work for yourself at the end of the day. Mm, it's not about yeah. other people. It's not about impressing other people. It's about sort of like keeping yourself interested, invigorated, sort of mm. at the cutting edge of culture. <laughs> yeah. And I really think I did that with the Iraq war. Well, and the I, Iraq war. You, yeah. you can't say, you can't say that it wasn't on the cutting edge of culture. No. And it's such a thing where it's like, you know, it's very love me or hate me. It's an obsession. It's like, People are still talking about it. Like you, yeah. you made a splash. You can't say it didn't have an impact. You can't <laughs> say that it didn't. Sort it of... had an impact, and it's being felt to this day. <laughs> it made a ripple. To say if that's good Globally. or bad. Globally, Globally. <laughs> it made a wave. It made a wave. It that's made a all. Wave. That's I all mean, that I yeah. can say about it. Gaga wishes sometimes. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. Oh, I mean, honey, <laughs> after that Oscar performance, I know she wishes. <laughs> <laughs> so why? Was she dressed like Jack Novak and get on your knees? <laughs> <laughs> wow. She, oh, she loves and I know I'm a Gaga. I'm a little monster. First of all, too, Sam. I say that I'm saying that as someone who worships Jack Novak and 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 has seen get on your knees multiple times. So don't get it twisted. <laughs> okay, honey. As we all as we all do. But I do think she was wearing the exact outfit that Jack Novak very intentionally and I think brilliantly debuted in in that show. Absolutely, because 
Lady Gaga is a she studies craft. She studies art, right? She's always innovating. Sort of like me in the Iraq war. Lady Gaga is always innovating. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. always trying to push the envelope, try right. new things and throw things at the wall and stick. She already did the Oscars as like glammed up 50s, you know, old Hollywood. She was like, I'm not doing that. That era is done. We're moving into the art. Jacqueline Novak get on your knees era, I think. <laughs> I actually I would if Gaga's next era was Jacqueline Novak, that that would have way more of an impact than her previous like three eras. Like okay, if, come on. Joanne caught dead. Defined. Joanne No, no, no. I wait, sorry. Uh, apologies, apologies. I I love Chromatica. I literally teared up when I saw her in concert, but I do Joanne, think if Gaga well, yeah, but if if Gaga did a one woman show that she toured across the country that had incisive and nuanced feminist takes mm. on oral sex, much like our peer Jacqueline Novak, Jacqueline that Novak. would put her back on the map. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you know, with some fierce vocals too, just sort of layered in, sort of peppered mm-hmm. in. Yeah, that's something yeah. that actually we wouldn't. I would that I wouldn't expect. I actually would. I would be gagged for that. That would be more exciting Same. to me than it. Imagine they're like, so what are you thinking next? And she's like, have you heard of Jacqueline Novak? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I saw this amazing little show. At Cherry, uh, Cherry Lane, Lane Theater. Owned by A24. A24 oh, by is Cherry A24 Lane Theater, now, yeah. honey. But she goes, you know, this was before. <laughs> you know how she loves to romanticize old New York? She's like, this was even before it was owned by A24. <laughs> I mean, this was the wild downtown scene. I carried my piano into the audience and played while she performed. <laughs> I was on my way to Covenant of the Sacred Heart in high school, and I brought my piano downtown between geometry class and science. Yeah. She's like, I was on meth. I was on bath salts. I was on coke. I was stripping. I was uh, stripping. I was stripping again in the audience. People were staring at me. I disrupted the show and was thrown out. But that's what we did back then. But that's what what that's what New York was. It was, was two thousand four. Life was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick, we had just started. Actually, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was two thousand four. I was undeclared at NYU. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much potential. <sighs> the world wow. was our feet. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, well, Chris, how well? Sure, let's bring in yeah, our guest. Up? Please welcome so Chris, to our guest, uh, Wait, Chris Murphy. Um, wow, thank you. It's really an honor Hello. and a privilege, an honor and a privilege to be here. I gotta say, I gotta say, and I, I do want to say, um, your sup versus high conversation. Mm. Um, yeah, I was listening, and yeah, I've been here the whole time. It's not a big deal. <laughs> um, it's just so it's so crazy because I never thought of this. Like, sup is so sex coded, but hi, like you would never say like hi like on like Scruff totally. or Grinder. Hi is wow. so friend coded and sup is so it's so sex. And I don't know what that is about. Well, sup I... is drag. Sup is pretending, especially on a sex app. Sup is like uh-huh. it's being like, I don't care. Like it's sort of it's pretend it's it sounds more masculine. It sounds it's it's projecting that image that people mm. like to share of like the guy on the mattress with bottles all over the floor. That's like uh, if room looks like this, that. the dick is good. Like it's like but don't that's you what think... saying sup implies. Don't you think hi is the feminine version of sup? I mean, I imagine like a sort of, uh, you know, traditional family value sorority girl <laughs> wants to go on a date with Jake. Jake and on the so, lacrosse and team, yeah. Exactly, Jake on the lacrosse <laughs> team. He's junior varsity, but, you know, he has a beautiful cock. Yeah. <laughs> gorgeous cock. And, That's exactly and so she <laughs> gorgeous cock. Otherwise, no prospects in life. And she could do better, but mm-hmm. yeah, that dick. Honey. So she texts him, hi. But Don't then, you see that? I feel like I can see that, but to me, honestly, that would be her friend. Like her friends would see that and be like, "Girl, 
You can't what text him doing? hi. You have to say what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you have to put yourself out there. He's going to think you're needy. Like, you can't be doing that. No, like, that girl yeah. doesn't text first. That girl waits for Jake to text. That girl waits for Jake. That girl waits for, she waits for the text. She's waiting she, for sup. Or when she texts mm. Jake, she's like, oh my God, you like the Knicks? Like, <laughs> me too. Like, I always love the Knicks. Like, <laughs> wait. Okay. She's <laughs> waiting for Guffman or waiting for sup man? <gasps> oh. <laughs> Has, oh my god, the next segment has already begun. And I, <laughs> it's pouring out man. of me. It's genius. You know, you oh. know that thing, you know that meme that's like texting the weed man for weed or whatever? Mm, yeah. Texting the texting sup the man text, for sups. Texting <laughs> the sup man for sups. That's <laughs> you know what? I've been that girl. I am that girl. I see that girl. I know that girl. Are you sup or are you high? Yeah. I'm definitely, and this is so, it's like embarrassing to say I'm definitely like, for sex purposes, I'm definitely sup. Like, that's definitely like, I want to project that distance. I want to be like, oh, like, I, like, you know, I'm not emotionally invested. I have nothing writing on this. Like, I don't need this when clearly I'm on this app because I, I, I crave it more than mm. life itself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you gotta, <clears throat> I'd be lying. I would love to be a high, but I'm not confident enough in myself. I'm too steeped in gender roles. That's so funny because I think sup is more confident than high. I think oh. I don't have the confidence to be a sup man because that requires a sort of like, I mean, it's of course rooted in misogyny, it but is it requires a more masculine, a more, it's, it's a more masculine tone. Because it's rooted in misogyny, it does a lot of work for you. Like that's what exactly. sup, like sup does a lot of the work of like oh, projecting like so an you're, ethos. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You are being, so in that sense, you are upholding patriarchy whereas I'm subverting it. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. that's sort of what's happening. If I were to see like, George, like if I were to be on Scruff and saw you on Scruff, I would message mm -hmm. you, hi, like as a joke. like. Oh, oh, like, you George know, is this is like, we know each other. It's not like an yeah. imaginary world where we don't. Oh, oh, oh of yeah. course, of course. Yes. No, I agree with that. It's like, that to me is like, it's literally a neutered way to say, to greet. On but a sex it app. is, but it's also, it's, neutered. It, it, it's neutered, but it's also like, there is a tinge of humor. And so there's, yes. you have plausible deniability where like, if the other person is like, sorry, I fucking hate you, ugly bitch. Then you can be like, well, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, but I'll say like, are we on this app to like do our type five? Or are we on the app to get laid? I mean, that's the thing. Well, and that's so Chris, high as a defense mechanism. I'm just that's what no, that's true. what I'm seeing. Huh? Huh? It's it's just something to think about. It, no, it's tough. And you actually are pointing to something that Sam and I were talking about the other day of like not being able to be funny in sexual situations. Like Sam, you were saying that you have comedy voice. So if you're did I talk speak, about this on the podcast yet? Oh wait, was it on the podcast? I'm not sure. Because I, 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 I haven't heard it. Well, we'll bring. I, if we repeat it, who cares? I, I think it needs to be talked about. I think we didn't. It talk wasn't. About it on I don't think it was on the. You, I think yeah. I have comedy voice, like always, like yeah. in in sexual, like when you're around like guys who are like good at like being like so, like like. Have you ever had somebody like confidently say like "bub" to you, and it's like kind of hot? Like, sorry, I'm wow. like, this is like bear community stuff, but I'm like, rock hard. That is, yeah, never have I ever, but I'm like, um, I'm leaning in. I leaned away yeah. and now I'm leaning back in. <laughs> well, and then it's like, like when these guys are like being this like flirty, like sexy voice thing. And it's like, I'll literally try to say something and it just sounds comedic. And it sounds even more comedic because it's contrasted with their like very honed sex voice. And mm. it like takes me out of it and it takes everyone out of it. And I don't really know how to handle it. 
<laughs> I think you're projecting. I don't think it takes everybody out of it. I don't. I think I that's agree. what you think is happening. That's mm, you're the little voice. That's our inner saboteur, yeah, honey. A hundred percent. And I also think your specific brand of comedy voice, Sam, is kind of sexy. Like yeah. I think you, when you're sort of like, no, I didn't. Like you'll you'll do a sort of thing like that. It's like it's flirty. Okay, yeah. sure. I wouldn't peg you. There are some girlies who have like like comedy voice, like need to be hospitalized, and you're not. Yeah, one like of those Seth people. Rogen. You're not Seth Rogen. <laughs> well, in bear community, Seth Rogen would have sexy and voice. That's actually a hundred percent true. And quite frankly, I want to have sex with him. Yeah, yeah so doesn't. it's working. Everybody, everybody here, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Well, do okay, either of you feel like you have comedy voice? Like, like you does, like do you switch when you're in a sexy situation? And are you good at switching? I'm definitely good. I'm. I mean, I went to boarding school. I'm good at. I'm good at turning on like a more straight, like a more like less like 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 mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> John Early, Cape Berland, Brooklyn uh, comedy Yeah, you voice. can go right to Kyle Kinane in a heartbeat. <laughs> I can totally, I can drop in. And I have, yeah, I, I weaponize that. You go Kurt Braunholer. Kurt Braunholer. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to, again, it's like, these are, while my deepest insecurities are coming out, I'd love to say I keep my normal voice. But no, if I need to drop in to sort of like reel them in, Mm-hmm. You know, honey, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll you know what, George? Are you interesting? I have the uh, I have I, I have a different kind of comedy voice than Sam because my comedy voice is like sarcastic voice. Like it's like uh, every I'm I always sound like I'm, you know, uh, semi making fun of something, and that <laughs> is a huge turnoff when someone is like, you know, let's say someone God forbid is attracted to me, they want me to like return that favor rather it's than earnestly being like, pursuing you exactly mm-hmm. exactly and so mm-hmm. i do think it's difficult to be like oh that feels good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was samantha jones so that was like just about, yeah, well, okay. no, that was okay so you go jones. samantha, samantha jones. jones i do yeah. think flirting the sarcasm voice can kind of work because it's like sort of it's people like to be to feel like you're being disdainful of them and i think that you're really serving that to them mm-hmm. yeah um, so it can kind of be like you're negging or something well, that's this true. Is in- <laughs> it is true. This is brings me to this other thing. I was just talking to like a group of actors, like about like okay, like like for sex, like role play, like I don't know, like we were all like that's not really like the I don't want to like play pretend. I don't want to do like long form improv. Yeah. and you know, be like a doctor and you're a candy striper. I want to just sort of like I want to be real. I want to be me, even if even if that's me putting on like a fake voice. So I, just, I feel like there's a parent like. I don't know. How do you, I don't know, not to speak for the comedy community. No, I feel so. I, I'm like, I'm very, uh, you know, very down to sort of be playful in a variety of ways or speak more aggressively or speak less aggressively, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the idea of a full on role play where I am playing a character is something that to this day, I'm like, that only happens in movies, even though I know that's not true. I know people do it and and people we, I, I know do it and I've talked about but celebrate. That seems like so out of any out outside my sort of outside anything that could that could turn me on uh, Sam's being quiet well okay so I'm I'm reflecting I think (laughs) if if it were to go well I could see that being so hot like if everyone like nailed the role and everyone was like properly cast and it like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like everybody got callbacks everybody was sort of yeah. like, yeah, and they, like well we would and at that point we would need to bring in an a24 we would need to bring <laughs> yes. in a director an intimate sort of an intimacy coordinator a consultant 
Arthur and a, sensitiv- a sensitivity reader for the script sensi- because I don't want to offend any communities out there. <laughs> Absolutely. But if that were all to go perfectly, yeah. like yeah. I could, it could be, be down. really hot. But I feel like it's like you're setting yourself up for a trap because especially this is like there's no way in my life that I could be non-comedic in that situation. Right. And I have I guess like, that's what I'm afraid of. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I even like I've all <laughs> I've sometimes said like my comedy origin story is like I liked comedy. But then like when I was in college, I was really moody and like I was like, OK, I'm going to be like like I'm going to try to write like something serious. Like, I, come on, mm. like, let's get. Let's like really tap into something. And like I was enjoying being intellectual in this way. And I, I would have people read it and they would be like, oh, this is so funny. And it was like, it's not actually. It's not. Wow, actually. you were you were that and girl. It was like, you were that girl. There was a moment where I was like, okay, I guess just inherently whatever I do will be funny. So I might as well right. lean into it. Okay, um, confidence. We love that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ever, everyone was like, this is laughable. And you're like, oh, so I'm a genius. <laughs> 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 no, no, I, I know get that. Exactly Some people can't help it. I know what you mean. I do. <laughs> well, the idea, well, because here's the thing. Okay. When you do normal improv, the goal is to get a laugh. And what role playing is, mm. is improv with a different goal. The goal is to be yes. horny. Like the goal is to be hot. And so it is yeah. difficult to unlearn one goal. I mean, it's like if I was trained as a, hold on, I'm going to come up with a really good metaphor for this. If no, I was, I'm, I'm waiting. If I was trained <laughs> yeah, to like be silent, to, or <laughs> I was trained only to land a plane, but then I had to take off a plane. I'd be like, "Well, I'm facing down. That's all I know." <laughs> okay. That we're gonna give that. I'm gonna give that a, a one a seven doves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. That metaphor didn't quite track, but okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Sure. Wait, wait. 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 I have another one. I have another one. It's if okay. I am. If I am, uh, you know, I am Comme de Garçon, and I am hired to literally create the U.S. team's bathing, the swim team's bathing suits. Okay. okay. I can't do that. I'm trained in high fashion. They're all going to have okay. holes in them, and, and they're not going to be waterproof. That's I'm okay. Gonna... Now we're at least up to fourteen. That was bad. That was bad. That was better. That does make better niche. Better. <laughs> I don't think it's that niche. It's the difference between high I'm fashion and mainstream and Olympic sport and Olympic sports. Ralph Lauren. So Polo, they got hired. Like, Tom DeGarcon got hired to build the swimsuits for the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. Okay. That's the base reality of the scene. Okay? That's, so yeah, that's, if we're, that's our base well, reality. Well, if we're talking world building, then yeah, that's the <laughs> impetus of the drama that's about to occur in this, I'll say it, romantic so, comedy. So they yes, made a pitch. They said, uh-huh. we are pitching this swimsuit style. That's right. Sort of thinking like, you know, we're probably not going to land this account because like, it's not our vibe, but it's we not, should at least us. pitch. And then no, they're like, you're thinking of it wrong. They didn't. Pitch. <laughs> no, the United okay, States. That's the United States national team went to them and they were like, make the swimsuits. Okay, so they oh, were and it's, plucked it's, from obscurity. Exactly. They were sort of, okay. And it's like that thing where like um, back in the day before the Bill of Rights or whatever, when you used to have, if a, if a soldier went to your house and asked mm-hmm. to stay there, you had to let them stay. That's to. what yeah. we still have, but for... <laughs> But for, for Olympians, Olympic, and Olympians and swimsuits. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so also like, I'm sure that's more money than, I mean, yes, Comme de Garçon is, of course, an iconic brand, but course, they're not getting deals no the level of, of the United States swim team. 
Okay, okay. That's, a big, that's a big account. They've landed the I big mean, account. Yeah. But they're, they're not, not the big prepared account. for it. But they're Isn't not that big of an account. Big account. <laughs> I'm also like, it's not even that big of an account. Like there aren't that many swimmers. <laughs> there's like, there's like forty. There's like thirty or forty swimmers. There's really not that many. There's really not that many. The US has a really good years. swim team, so they're gonna win gold medals. So you're gonna see your design like on the run on the medal stand, getting a, repeatedly getting gold medals. But you don't really have control over that. That's not a guarantee. I don't know. (laughs) The problem is, the problem is, like, reputationally, for Comic Garçon, there's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake. And they're not equipped to do, they're not equipped to to execute, even though it feels like, why would they get picked if they're not equipped to execute it? It also feels like they will actually, like, even if they don't work well and they don't function well, if they look amazing when they're on the stand, then they've done their job yeah okay i need to think of a better metaphor i don't even remember what this was an analogy for this is about improv this This is about about if you are used to using improv for laughs but now you have to use it for horniness (laughs) which is like so you're you're trained in one way you're trained in one way (laughs) okay okay wait i i do have a thing okay wait even in improv training to bring it back Mm -hmm. a little bit yes bring it back bring it back um like I feel like the whole thing is like you know don't try to be funny like you if you act grounded and normal in the scene inevitably something weird will happen and the point is to like point that weird thing out and then like expand upon it and mm-hmm. I feel like that's sort of where I flop in a role playing situation because I wouldn't be able to like inevitably there would be a point where it would somebody would do something wrong and it would be like well right. if you're a doctor you wouldn't actually say that and then mm-hmm. it's like do I just do I <laughs> Uh, ignore do you overlook it? it or do you or do you or do you or do you call it out or, or do, do you see out? something say something yeah or yeah As, yeah <laughs> mm, mm. no that's really true <laughs> no i'm like i just can't get over it i'm back to the come to go start they would they would they would know they would know how to make a swimsuit probably i really think that you guys like are not understanding that it was a pretty good analogy <laughs> I'm still working through it. I'm still processing it. I'm still processing. They were I, trained I, in one thing. I mean, they're they're trained in one thing and they have to do another thing. <laughs> this is now personal. This is they've this never worked with a waterproof. George, I mean, they've worked with waterproof materials, but like not to that level. Not, in this, not, not to this level. And not at an at Olympic stakes, level. Yeah, yes, the at these stakes. High. The stakes are high. The stakes are high. There's the eyeballs are on. swimsuits. Yeah. And by the way, you know, it's it's a Japanese brand. It would be controversial a controversial choice for the US to pick be. them anyway. There's and a, so uh, there there's a lot to live up to. There's a lot to wow. live up to. Just like when we have sex with people and are doing Exactly. That actually okay. It's okay. Okay. So we're actually okay. We're all aligned. That actually made yeah. it perfect. That was perfectly That was really good. Amazing. That was really good. <laughs> Hi, Stradio listeners. Can you remember how many medicines are in an HIV pill? Well, I've got news for you. If you said two, three, or four, you're right. Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines, but you also may be able to stay undetectable with just two medicines in a single pill. That's right. There's an HIV pill containing just two medicines that may help you stay undetectable. Why might all this matter for someone on HIV treatment? HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. So how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, no worries, because your doctor does. Talk to your doctor about two-in-one HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. So after the raging success of that... <laughs> Should we do our first segment? Yes, please. <laughs> I'm so down. Okay, oh our first gosh. segment, Chris, as you know, is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we test your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid-fire questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions about how the game works. Do you copy? Okay, I do copy. And I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I always think that I know, but I don't know. Sam, take it away. Okay, Chris. Flipping the bird or missing your herd? Missing your herd. <laughs> Chris, gender trouble by Judith Butler or being in a filter bubble and not knowing Austin Butler? Gotta go being in a filter bubble. Hmm. Okay, Chris, we need to talk about Kevin or the problem with Apu? <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin, I'm gonna say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chris, New Jersey or New Rules by Dua Lipa? Oh, honey, you, you know I'm going to go New Jersey every day. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I thought New Rules. Chris is from New Jersey. Yeah, I did. it's in your <laughs> briefing you. packet. Thank you. Thank you, George. I didn't know Thank he had you. such pride about it, though. Um, oh, okay, okay, Chris. <laughs> being a backwards hat gay or being a painting your nails straight? Ooh. Oh, my Ooh. God, that's... Backwards hat gay? We need to return to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Chris, the Liberty Bell or the literal hell of going to the friggin' airport? <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, the literal hell of the airport. Yeah. The literal hell. Okay, Chris, feeling your fantasy or numbing your gums and teeth in preparation for surgery? <laughs> <laughs> 
wow, oh my god, I just had five cavities filled. That's I should not have said that on the record, but Ooh. I'm gonna have to go numbing. I don't care. Thank cavity you, more. thank you. They're in the weird places, but crit. <laughs> okay. Oh, this one is <laughs> this one is avant-garde. Okay. <laughs> Majoring in textiles at Parsons or rebooting the X Files starring Zara Larson? <laughs> um, I'm gonna go uh, Parsons. I'm gonna go Parsons School of Design. Yeah. Wow. Don't you think majoring in textiles at Parsons, a phrase I just sort of came up with, just sounds like, yeah, I should do that? The most glamorous thing a person can do. Yeah. If you're 2008, I majored in textiles. A person's. <laughs> a person. Oh, it's, it's so like... lovely. It's very like. Oh yeah, I don't like. I don't exist at, in like in the time that you guys exist. Yeah. <laughs> Even just saying the word textiles, I would say textiles is one of the most beautiful words one can say in the English language. Oh a my god, just name for amazing. a daughter. My daughter textiles. My daughter oh, textiles. Beautiful. My beautiful daughter textiles. Also, text, like, okay, if I were the person that majored in textiles at Parsons, like, I feel like my friend would be sort of complaining to me about, like, social media, and I'd just sort of be like, <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, that stuff doesn't really bother me. It sort of yeah. goes literally hand in hand with the Austin Butler bubble filter. That's sort of, yeah. <laughs> that's sort of like, they're two sides of the same coin, I'll, I'll say. Yeah. It also it also goes sort of hand in hand with the Comme de Garcon thing because what if you majored in textiles at Parsons but then you were tasked with making the bathing suits for the United States swim team? You're trained in something different. Oh my god! You, you know what? You know I'm gonna give that to you. I am actually I'm gonna hand that. I'm gonna hand that. That actually maybe makes more sense than the Comme then, de Garcon example. It actually, I think it does. But I'm no, the Comme de Garcon one. example made so much sense. The it whole was thing. perfect. Yeah. We both were so on board. Um, <laughs> wait. Wait, is it over? Wait, I will say it's so weird to do that segment and not have the little music going like do 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 like it's a so, peek behind the curtain, babe. And don't really say that crazy. because the music will be there when people are listening to it. So they'll be like, what is he talking about? I can hear the music. So now I seem crazy, actually. Though I, I look crazy, but it was yeah, very yeah. disorienting. I was for me. And I should have known that. I should have been prepared for that. Sam, yeah. what would you give Chris? Oh, hmm. Let me think. Let me think on that. Okay. I'm going to think as well. I think we're both going to think on it. We need okay. to think um, on it. Take Take all your time. Take all your time. I think it is giving. It's definitely between seven hundred and nine hundred. Let's but I say don't know. I think seven hundred and sixty-two doves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That feels a little low. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna call. Do you want your recently? Yeah. 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 Sam. <laughs> Sam. Sam. I. I just want to say you have been really good at crits recently. Yeah, I've been I've been really reading. Okay, so Chris, I felt like Please. obviously there was a confidence, and I like that. You know how the game mm. works, and that was really cool. But per our previous conversation, I felt like there was a certain energy where it almost felt like a fan contest. You know, it's sort of there was sort of a you weren't a sup gay in this moment. You were a high gay. Oh in this my moment. god! And you never want to be a fan. That's really that's actually the okay. That's the rudest thing that has ever that anyone's ever said to me. Here's what I'll say about your performance, Chris: is it, you could tell that you knew how the game worked, mm -hmm. and therefore. Uh, there was not a sense of uh, joie de vivre in your answer yeah. because, okay. yeah. you know, you knew exactly you, you obviously knew not to ask any follow up questions. You obviously okay. knew to like answer within a specific time and not say too much else. Totally you know, easy. there was a Tracy Flick quality. You knew. You <laughs> wow. Were like, you Election. Were being, yeah. You were, you yeah. were like, I know how to do this and I'm going to excel. And guess wow. what? 
It fucking blew up in your face. <laughs> I, well, okay. Uh, you know what this is what I'll say. I think George is still mad about come to Gerson. So that I, I, I redeem myself. Mad. I think George is still mad about that. Just to be clear, in my head, my I have score. fully redeemed myself. That, that affected my score. And I'm going on record as saying that. Two, of course, of course I get penalized for being too prepared, too mm-hmm. knowledgeable, too smart, too, too, too wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I resent that and I resent both of you. Mm. And that's, I can just tell you have matriculated yeah. from elite institutions <laughs> and we are a podcast of the people and oh yeah, yeah yes, yes. I don't know I mean you're Mostly. part of the elite media the proletariat of course yeah. this, is, yeah, what, this yeah. is what we're okay that's what we're dealing you know with. here we no, can I be d- truthful and really speak our minds yeah, exactly yes. for once. without the veneer without the sheet you know what no yeah. I actually do I do I hear I hear the criticism you know I can only I can only do better next time if I'm given the chance and, you know, yeah. I, I'll take the jobs that I've been given. I'll and it's quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Just so to be don't clear. Take, it's just like a normal person. We've would be given like way happy fewer. With that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're so obsessed not... with being perfect. Yeah. Overachiever. Um, it's like I'm you're doing toxic. <laughs> you're doing a uh, hustle culture and you have yeah. to stop. <laughs> you have to stop. You need to slow down. You're like stressed out. You're giving yourself ulcers. Best little boy in the world syndrome. It's happening. It's Uh-oh. terrible. I can hear your heart beating from here. You know, Absolutely. I love having it's so nice to have a, a friend on the podcast because when you have um, people that you don't know that well, you I feel uncomfortable being straight up rude to them. But when it's a friend, you can <laughs> but when just, it's a friend, you can be like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> but this is what I'm talking about. Wow. And this is what I was talking about with me and flirting is like I would do that to someone I just met and they'd be like, OK, hey, okay, you don't like me. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> and me being a fan, I'm like, oh, my God, wait, Sam, I'm like, we're friends. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and that's me. Be- and that's me being a fan. And, and that's, that's actually the worst fan. thing. Congratulations. And that's on the worst thing a person could be. <laughs> wow. We're all it really is. It really, <laughs> is. really, it really is. It really is. Um, randomly should we get into our topic yes i think it is of the utmost importance so chris you came here with a topic today that is actually huge because it's something that we have been wanting to speak on yeah um so i would love for you to tell us what your topic is and tell us what led you to it today okay so i do want to i'm gonna say let please let the record show I was not an overachiever here. I did not know they wanted to speak on this. I just came up with this on my own, all right? It has nothing to do with my Tracy Flick energy at all. (laughs) And I do feel that this topic might be literally too big to even get into. I don't even think we can really possibly unpack in the Mm -hmm. short time that we have together. But I do think a hallmark of straight culture and just something that like I want to unpack because I don't don't fully even understand it is – marketing and or advertising yeah i it's 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 so much there's so much there honestly i'll say it i don't know the difference what is marketing versus advertising they seem right. to be the same thing but i feel like they have different names so they have to be different well marketing is girls and advertising is boys okay yeah well marketing <laughs> is also wait hold on is gay is a gay guy marketing or advertising no a, no, a gay guy Marketing. A gay guy is marketing, a which is a girl. Yeah. Which is which is a girl. So that which actually is, which is a girl. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So and thankfully, thankfully, the groundwork we built is solid. <laughs> that dichotomy, that I have no questions about. But I do feel that they're used interchangeably, but they are different. But like it really, and I also think, and this is something that I, as a gay man, I'm going to say this. I don't think marketing and or advertising works on me. Like I don't see an ad and I'm like, I need it. 
Do you know what I well, mean? Well, that you know of, that you know of. I used I know. to feel that way, Chris. I used to feel that way. Uh, that I don't. In recent times, they've figured me out in a way that is like kind of insane. What um, is getting to you? What is like, cause it's like, it's like, I get it. Like it's the back marketing and advertising. It's the backbone of our nation. There's nothing, there's no money without it. Like that's the only way to make money. I think in today's society, correct. which is well, because it's all a, uh, what's the word? It's like a, a, all an MLM scheme. Like mm. the, there is nothing actually being marketed or advertised. It's just mm. there. It's just sort of air pockets of air. That's like, here, this, 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 this. And suddenly the banks are failing. And suddenly, and suddenly, and suddenly, Silicon Valley Bank. And I don't understand it. It's like, I want somebody to explain to me why it matters. Like, because I don't think, I don't think it works. I think yeah. of it as like, okay, Mad Men culture. And then it's like, totally. now it's like, even the gay ads, like the, like the RuPaul's Drag Race bubbly ads, which are like gay. And it's like Jinx Monsoon. And it's like our, you know, our girlies, our favorite drag queens. I'm like, that also feels straight to me. Because it feels like they're weaponizing yeah. gayness in order to appeal to me to steal yeah. my money. It's all... So I have a theory about this <laughs> and, and about why advertising is straight. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Okay. So advertising is basically applied psychology, you could argue. It is like weaponizing psychological uh, attributes that people have in order to sell them products. Now, psychology traditionally is female and gay coded but then <laughs> Wait, okay. someone went in but then someone went in and said how can we monetize that and that is what's straight about it. i'm gonna stop you mm. for a second because i think you made a big leap to say psychology is female and gay coded i'm thinking when i think psychology i think freud i think oh, you know carl young i think i don't but freud don't is go. gay coded <laughs> well duh. well freud yeah is freud is gay coded freud is gay coded and but straight, uh, but also I don't know. Edible. But also, he's like all women have hysteria. Sure, okay. So I think you just would need to justify. But, and that also way. queer coded because his answer to everything is like you want to fuck your dad. <laughs> yes, it's, it is all. It is very. It is yes, sex forward. Okay, I think that's that's fair. I, I you can keep going. I think that's fair. Don't you think? I understand what you're. Of course, I think there is an argument to be made that Freud is extremely straight. But mm. when something is Freudian, that is gay. A Freudian slip is gay as well. Well, it's at least other. It's at least like, oh, you're sexually yeah. deviant. <laughs> you're something's wrong with you sexually. I guess Out. that's what it is. Yeah, it's it's actually not that complex. It's it's literally like the idea of Freud brings to mind sexual deviance, aka yes. LGBTQ plus. Totally. You're outside of outside exactly. You're outside of polite society. You belong over there, right. stay over there. But that's yeah. like yes. the exact opposite of advertising, because advertising is all about selling polite society, is getting people to join a mob, a conform, a blob, a corporation to everybody do the same thing. That's what ads, ads want everyone to buy one thing, which feels so straight to me. I think, But isn't that okay. marketing? One thing I think why ads maybe don't work on um, us potentially. Okay, here's a theory. Straight people don't have shame around buying stuff. Like straight people love to be like, oh, I got this at Target. Whereas I think gay people like to pretend they've they are the only person that has it. They like to pretend they've always had it and that they didn't just mm. discover it two weeks ago. And no one told them about it, and they were the only one. They were the only person to know about it. Exactly. That is so real. I honestly just say every every piece of clothing I say, I just say it's thrifted, and I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm not, it's like, no, it's so true. I don't, it's literally I don't from H and M. You're like, oh, it's thrifted. <laughs> well, it's vintage. I got it four days ago. Um. <laughs> it has to be. Oh, it's that need. It's exactly. I mean, I think that's the thing that that makes advertising and marketing and or who knows so straight is that the queer people need to be 
individual alone, specific, bespoke, and whatnot. And advertising mm-hmm. is about the masses. But then there's a complication because like where like influencing is basically advertising. Is that yes. like queer advertising? Well, I okay. I think it is you know how there's you know how there's the decline of the like the straight men, I do feel like are like a bit lost right now. It's like, what is our role yeah. in society? How do we safely express ourselves? And um, I do think totally. that is very visible in the decline of advertising. George and I mm. talked about this before, where it's like ads did used to at least have a confidence to them. They at least like projected sort of Come a knowing. On. I and mean, Mad Men. Oh, it's, it's Mad Men. It's Mad yeah. Men. I mean, and, the and now because straight men are Come lost. On. Yeah, now straight men are lost. It's like. Oh, this is like I'm a like a they hire like a teen boy to hold his phone in his room and be like, yeah, I stink. That's why yeah. it's like shot shittily and it's like edited horribly and it's sort of like oh yeah, it's just lost. It doesn't know how to. Let me tell you it. something. We've gone from Mad Men to Soy Boys, and <laughs> it is about time we save masculinity. Say that. Say that. <laughs> we're in crisis. It's it's a crisis. It's a it's full a crisis. crisis here. But it's also like something, again, when we were talking about like the mad men of it all is like advertising was also a safe way for straight men to be creative. It's like you're creative. Oh, God, don't be don't be a performance artist. Don't be a cabaret performer Uh, here. What can you do? Make ads, (laughs) make ads, which is really kind of gay, honestly. Yes. One hundred percent. I mean, it's making little portraits to like get your friends to buy pants. That's really fucking gay. (laughs) Yes, literally. (laughs) Literally. <laughs> that's like, that's such a good point. I do think there's something too where it's like ads are like like in the Mad Men setting, you're sort of like, oh, I'm almost removed from society. Like I see it as the Matrix. I see that you have, are being yes. told to buy these things. Mm. God they, complex. They don't work on me. Yeah, it's God complex. But it's like it's I complex. am actually the one that can manipulate anyone. Like just try me. Give but me a day like queer. and I'll come up with something. <laughs> But now I think it's shifted because like now queer people like we're like, I'm like, ads don't work. I have the God complex. I'm like, ads don't work on me because I'm removed from society and I see everything. And but, I, like, you can't I sell me anything. more presentational. I think in your mind, ads don't work on you, but you are buying stuff. It's more like you like like to you like to be knowing about ads and be like, well, they don't work on me. But uh, yeah, I bought a shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm paying attention to trends. Like, I'm not. An yeah, idiot. you wouldn't. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> <That> necessarily. <laughs> You're still aware of what's cool and what's not, and you think about that as you're getting dressed in the morning, as you're presenting yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that is and that is adver- and we're saying that's advertising. We're well, going to give that. We're going to give that to. I feel like we're giving a lot away to advertising and marketing if we're saying that. Like, tra- I mean, which it might be. I fair. mean, think about something like a Telfar bag. Mm, like okay. you can that say can you're understand. immune to advertising, but like and marketing, but. That that is that that became a fetish object. Like that, that became bag has something currency. cool. The bag has currency. Yeah. yeah, and not through ads, but it did. It was through like even the absence well, of ads, which is a choice to advertise, mm. but also through marketing. Because in my mind, I mean, maybe this is wrong, but in my mind, it's like marketing is a marketing is like disseminating some. Thing, or like marketing is like a marketing strategy whereas yes. advertising is like an the advertisement physical, like you are designing ad. yeah a marketing yeah, thing a could physical. be like an event it could be like a commercial a exactly, shop. exactly right like so which is know. why it's gay of course because it's experience-based like <laughs> you're, doing, you're going you're you're going it's a performance to, to the activation uh mm-hmm. sponsored by 
fizzy water. Olay. Yeah. Olay. Mm-hmm. And Olay. Olay fizzy water. Yeah. No, guess what? And that we're putting sense. fizzy water on our... We're washing our face with fizzy water. Get in or and guess go what? Home. If somebody served me an ad for that, I'd be like, no way. And then probably five days later, I'd start doing it. And that's yeah. the thing <laughs> that I'm struggling with in terms of marketing and advertising. And that makes sense that advertising as a physical ad is like that, you know, being like the physical thing, because that's very straight. It's very like, I, you know, like I have like something to hold, like a hammer, like mm-hmm. I have an ad in my hand. But I do feel like even though ads, I do think it's like they're straight coded. I feel like the the people, like the f- most famous advertisements are all gay as hell. Like Flo is a lesbian. Well, I think no, we, ca- I well, think we can, I think yeah. she's a lesbian. No, 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 I, I know what you're saying. The get-go, I think that is fruity as hell. He kind of seems Geico, straight the gecko. <laughs> no, the gecko's gay. <laughs> the gecko's gay. The gecko's definitely gay. You know who's That's... straight? This is controversial because he's so faggy. But I think <laughs> Justin Long in Apple ads, that's straight to me. That is very, yeah, that, that is, is very straight. straight. Yeah. And I think, ubiquitous. Uh, can you hear me now, guy? Straight. Can I say this? Do you know who also was straight, but was gay, but was straight? Jared, the subway guy. That was very straight. The way, Chris, that was going to be my go-to example. And I was like, <laughs> maybe not now. <laughs> and I last minute changed it to the can you hear me now guy. <laughs> okay, that means that I was on to something. You might cut that. And you're, answer, I was... you're not afraid to be provocative. You're being coming on. I'm being the United States swim team. <laughs> I'm safe. I'm swimming. <laughs> And you're actually being and I'm being come and I'm being and I'm being come to Garcon. I'm being come to I'm, I was being so come to Garcon in that moment. So please, please, <laughs> yeah. please forgive me for being. <laughs> but but many of these people are many of the ads. That aside, Flo, the get go, mm-hmm. like the Cheetos guy, like the Cheeto the the Cheeto guy, Tony the Tiger maybe straight, but like I don't know. They 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 have they have faggy energy. Yes. Let's say it. And I think your point, George, about like how like it, this was the way for like straight guys to like sort of like zhuzh it up, like let their hair down and let their freak flag fly. That's why we that's why that's when that's when when men were closeted and making advertisements, mm-hmm. that's when ads were good. Yes. Wow. That is that's genius. No, it's like it comes from the tension of. It's like the subliminal, oh God, it's like, it comes from literally the tension of them not being able to fully express themselves through art. So they're like, yes. well, I better fucking get this advertisement right. Otherwise I will off myself. <laughs> I will literally, mm, that's it. That actually is, I think that's actually really yeah. true. I wow. think that's, that's why ads have so gone much down. Like, there's also so much like sexual subliminal messages in messaging and advertisements, which I know people, it's like if you talk to like a right wing person or whatever, they'll be like, they'll say it's intentional, but I genuinely don't. I think it's someone's like Freudian. It's like, why is like in some of the camel cigarette ads, the camel is literally sexy. And you're like, why did you make the camel sexy? What was the, what about that was going to make me buy a cigarette? But yeah, it yeah. must, it worked because everyone has lung cancer. Cause that camel is mother. Yeah. We're also pointing <laughs> to something where I'm like, like people that like, People that go to like an office every day from like nine to six, I'm like, what happens when you get horny in the middle of the day and you still have to work? Like, right. Well, they have three <laughs> martinis and then sexually harass their secretaries. And that's question. literally what, yeah, and knock them up. That's actually literally what happened. <laughs> Wait, that's, <laughs> wow, that time to. It does. I feel like the, the sexuality in the ads, it's like, well, yeah, they were horny at the office. Like, that's totally. not their fault. Yeah, yeah, and they had to get it. They had to get it out somewhere. So it was either you yeah. know, and once again, Shirley they were also sexually harassed. <laughs> yeah, very much so. That was a but big that was part of the culture. Enough. They also had to make the ads weirdly horny. 
they had to get it out. Oh God. I mean, it's like, will there ever be like a return to that, like that day that, I mean, of, of like good yeah. advertisements and like, of like mad men era, like, you know, like just like straight men, you know, killing the game with their ad I do copy. wonder, I wonder because we, I mean, okay, this sort of must bring us to discussing a little bit present day, like, uh, almost like millennial oriented advertising. I mean, Oof. I'm thinking of, I literally still have a photo of this on my phone. Uh, I want to say it was probably 2012, 2013. I was visiting New York. I didn't live here yet. And I took a photo of a seamless ad that said it was like times when you should order food. Like, you know, when it's like two, you know, you don't want to go outside or whatever. And one of them said the phrase, it is hotter outside than a twerking unicorn. A com no. Like a completely nonsensical. It was when, do you remember when like the idea of twerking was a punchline? Yeah, and, like, that's like random like, humor. I tried twerking. Yeah, it was Tumblr humor. Yeah. Tumblr humor, yes. That's random, that's random humor. That's random. Like, random, like, oh God. But that's like, but like that must have worked, like that probably worked, which is so sad. Well, Seamless was like the, like Seamless was, you know, back to the earlier conversation, like the BuzzFeed, mm -hmm. like mm. it led to such a dark, a trend in advertising and it even they all did the same like drawing style i don't know what you call that but there's a name for it that's like the millennial blank and then yeah, like comic sans-esque like yeah like simple cartoony well helvetica oh <laughs> and yeah well, the, the copy yeah. being so aggressive very actively being like yeah we're not your dad's advertisement like we <laughs> say fuck even though they didn't but basically so would you say then that there are two schools of advertising or of, yeah, of advertising that directly correlate to the two famous apocalyptic eth Cards Against Humanity and BuzzFeed? <laughs> yes, exactly. So which one is which? So which one is so which? So Seamless is BuzzFeed? Cards, Cards Against Humanity is like, we're not your dad's advertising company, we curse. And then mm. BuzzFeed, mm, no, it doesn't directly correlate because then where would you put a hymns ad? Ugh. That's still BuzzFeed. Where do you put me, it? That's, that's BuzzFeed. That to you? feels okay. BuzzFeedy. Yeah. But BuzzFeed is very like, uh, it's so in your face. Like there's something about the minimalist millennial aesthetic of like that the pale pink, the Helvetica font. Oh, the, that's very figs. It's like, do you see the, yeah. you know those figs? Like all those ads on the subway for um, they're like literally scrubs. scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. Not that many people need scrubs. I think. Like I thought we were in a doctor shortage. Yeah. There's like, like thirty doctors. <laughs> There's the same amount of people as U.S. Olympic swimmers, swimmers. <laughs> wearing come to Carson. It's literally yeah, exactly. the same amount. Yeah. What if you were it's a like, doctor and you were approached <laughs> to design the U.S. Olympic swim uniform? By come to Carson. Yeah. Like that would be really difficult. The fake example is like so. That's another thing where I'm like, who are you marketing for? Like what? Like that feels. No, you're right. Like, but it also has that aesthetic of like sleek and minimal, and you know. Yes. It's, well, the sleek and minimal thing. It also points to. Okay, the main sort of uh, value proposition of a direct-to-consumer mm. brand, like Casper, like the Scrubs brand, whatever, is like, is like the world is complicated and chaotic. Don't even venture out there. Like everything. Have you ever tried buying a mattress? Like millions of people die trying every year. Like you can't. No one could ever do it. Like with your anxiety and your ADD, how could you ever? So you have to. So, so you're making to. everything simple. It's like fetishizing lack of choice and simplicity. George, you know what I call this? 
this is the Willy Wonkification of modern society. Mm. And it's happening all over Brooklyn. Everything is a game. Everything is for children. Everyone <laughs> is a toddler. Right. It's like there's a it, everything, every it's it's also it's so simple because we're not adults and because men aren't men anymore. Let's say. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we're all babies running around Brooklyn. There's like this store, the Nuts Factory that opened like down the street from me that I'm so obsessed with hating. It looks like it's for children. It's like it has like wheels that turn like for children. Yeah. It's just like a big store for nuts. This like, was what... nobody likes nuts that much. <laughs> nobody yeah, needs Chris, a store we're about full to blow of nuts. Your mind. Chris, we're, we're going to say something mind. that's actually going to make you scream and squeal. <laughs> we were both introduced to that store by Allison Roman. <laughs> no, no. Why? Because no, why? When, when, when she, she came was on the chef. podcast and she's talked about that She's supposed to be store. a chef. No, no, no. She's not. She's not. In, she wasn't like, I. you know, I don't think she was positive or negative about it. She was just informing us of, of its grand of She existence. was nuts neutral. <laughs> yeah, she was nuts neutral. And I'm nuts negative because that is a You're symptom of the Willy Wonkification no, of society. We don't need nuts that bad. Everything doesn't need to no, be, it's true. be delivered to our homes, like made easy. Something should be hard. You know when you like have a goal when you're like 17 and you like don't achieve it and you're like 25 and you're like, oh, I'm kind of glad I didn't achieve that because that's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yes. I feel like that's what like all of Brooklyn is now. And it's like, <laughs> no, we weren't actually like that idea was cool when I was 22. Like. I'm yeah. 33. Like I, that's not cool now. And it's like not I didn't. Cool now. You weren't supposed to listen to me and like cater to me. You were supposed to be catering to like a 35 year old. Because no, but it's I'm stupid. Like <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's what it's happening now. And now we're uh, like aged out of it. But it's like every, it's it's proliferating. It's everywhere. And there's yeah. no there's no quarter. It's like you either have to live in. I'm sorry. It's like and I some of us I don't want to live in Bushwick to like feel like I'm an adult. I don't want to live far away and like and be and like. And that's just not for me. It's like you either have to live there or like to feel like a real person or it's like every every avenue. It's Chuck E. Cheese or like an arts and crafts wine bar so you can, you know, do some fun activity instead of just getting a fucking drink like a normal person. Yeah. (laughs) I hate it. And the Nuts Factory is part of it. Yes. No, but it's also like. It's creating. I mean, this is a hallmark of ad, of all advertising, basically. But it's like creating problems where there are none. Like trying to convince you that going to the grocery store is the most harrowing possible experience one could have. So we need to innovate now because people are dying. Like, okay, actually, no, it's fine. This is where I have to admit that I literally still subscribe to Blue Apron because I am 22, and that is that, so I'm a part of the problem. And that is so that bad. Is that is shocking. shocking. Wow. <laughs> so. That is really that sort of complicates everything that I've said. And then for that to well, be where you draw the line, like it's like you're so smart, you're not affected by advertising, yeah. and you subscribe to Blue Apron. I should never have said anything. It's really and it's real. It's really it's 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 hard for me. No, that's well, tough. This is that's where stuff. I mean, Chris, the pandemic tough. really stunted a lot of us. Um, <laughs> stunted so. growth. We're stunted. It's exactly. It's that's what it is, and that's my that's my cross to bear in regards yes. to this this journey and we all have we can all have one i think we all get one I, thing I, one I think creature comfort of, yes like we can all be baby in one area of our lives <laughs> totally i really how think are you ba- like, how are you baby okay that's a great Honey, I'm what's your baby? baby i'm all baby <laughs> <laughs> how am i baby how are you baby because i will say i am blue apron baby that is you know that my biggest baby thing actually is that like if I 
like put lotion on like within an hour of like a meal or anything like i'll be like well i can't do the dishes like i can't because i just put lotion on totally. and, like my hands will get so dry and i'll have to so put like lotion on again <laughs> that so is really that is like, so specific <laughs> <laughs> your baby for lotion wait but i like but it, you need to moisturize I know honestly i get that moisturize. Yeah. my hands get so dry with the soap and the water oh my god in the winter too come on oh here's how i'm baby I feel like every single time I have to go to a formal event, and I'm not talking about like, you know, <laughs> a big premiere. I'm talking about a wedding, like just a normal mm. formal event. I, without fail, find myself that day going to buy a shirt. Mm. And it's like, at this point in your life, you, <laughs> you should, should have, like, you should not have to be like calling out of work sick <laughs> to go buy a shirt at like a christening. Like, yeah. it's every time I have to, it's like I'm going to somewhere where there's no way around it. I have to be wearing a suit, nice shoes, a belt, a shirt, maybe a tie. Somehow it's like, well, I haven't done my dry cleaning. Well, I like I no longer fit into this shirt. Like this suit that I have is dirty because I keep saying I'm going to wash it and it's been seven years. Mm. <laughs> Not to be the meme that's like, you know, my parents at 35, like, exactly. should we have another kid and like buy a house and be like, how do I tie a bow tie? But like, literally, I just like, <laughs> like oh did the same, Chris, the same thing happen to me. The way I, this is actually humiliating. The way I occasionally still like have to remember how to tie a tie. Like I never fully internalized how to tie a tie. Oh, <laughs> never, 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 never. And like a regular tie like that, I can sort of do a bow tie, forget it. And then for work, I had to like wear a bow tie, like at, for like, you know, the Oscar party. And I was like, wait, I'm going to be on camera. And like, I literally brought something that I cannot physically Mm -hmm. put together by myself. Yeah, you got so to get Rebel Wilson to do it for you. And then I had to go ask someone to physically at the hotel tie my bow tie. And I was like, that's probably not good. That's probably, maybe yeah. I hate the Nuts Factory because I see too much of myself in sort of no, the stratification yeah, of society. And I got, maybe yeah. that, that's actually a breakthrough that I'm having in real time that I don't, I don't like yeah. that about myself. Do you think like when the shopping mall was invented, bitchy gay guys were like, um, what are we babies? We can go to the main street and shop. <laughs> we can go to the tailor. We can go to the cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wow. can go to the hat store. That is such a, that is actually, God, I guess maybe it's just that society just keeps changing no matter what. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're, losing, that, we're losing something. We're losing something important. Do you guys remember when you found out that people were actually buying stuff off of Instagram? Oh my God, Sam. Yeah, you're, this is such an important point. <laughs> because there was when a you're like, there were ads yes. and it was like, well, obviously I'm not buying something obviously, off of Instagram. Obviously, never. I'm not I don't even know idiot. how to do that. How and then does suddenly, go about doing that? I'm seeing people wearing the Instagram shirt. I'm seeing people wearing the Instagram hat and I'm saying, wait, people are literally clicking buy now and they're using this to shop. And it was like, are they right or am I right? And it was truly like, am I getting left behind? Are they completely correct? I am never on the forefront of that type of culture. Like people just like do just buy, they just like adopt new things so fast. And that's not me. I can't do that. Not so like either. that sort of like, I like that took a while, but then you know what? I did buy two pairs of shorts off Instagram and they were great. And really? I did eventually do it. Like it off Instagram and it, I love oh, it. What it was is great. going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were all on the same page. Wait, we did were. you both click on an ad from a brand, an Instagram brand you'd never heard of, and buy Correct. the shorts? Or Correct. It wasn't like a J. Crew ad. It was like no, no just a random, just random, just random, random ad. Random. Couldn't tell that you the brand. It was thrifting. shocking to me. 
Wow. It's cool. I realized everyone else was doing it and I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I'm missing out actually. I'm actually getting left behind that's, and I got to keep up. It's that's me with TikTok right now. I mean, it's like, I didn't, I thought that would pass. I thought, I, hey, I thought, hey, TikTok flash in the pan. It still is. Biden's going to outlaw it. Just wait it out for a little bit. I refu- I literally still have not looked at a For You page. I don't know what the app looks like. And I'm like, Biden will ban it. And I'm just going to wait it out. I'm not going to invest in something just for Joe Biden to ban it. I hope to God you are right. I really, I really do too, because I can't, I can't bridge that. I can't get over the hump there. And then I say that, but then one day you're literally buying shorts off Instagram and then you're, and then you're in the, and then you're in the middle of it. And that's the thing. And that's the thing about culture. The revelation that both of you have bought shorts on Instagram is really messing with me. I bought a Speedo off Instagram. That's even crazier. Wait, the one that you wore in the Hamptons? The like tie dye one. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so cute. Okay, well, here we go. Interesting. And now the floodgates are open. The floodgates are open, George. (laughs) Soon you'll be buying Come to Garçon right off of Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take one of the Olympic swimsuits. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, they're going like hotcakes because the team did not want them. (laughs) Because they were not good enough. They were not up to standard. (laughs) I feel like we should at least mention. Well, okay. What I was going to say is that we should at least mention influencer marketing. But I think as part of that, I just want to say, I do think we are going, one of the ways in which society is perhaps becoming less straight is that we are, and not in a positive way, I might add, is that we are (laughs) going from advertising centric models to marketing centric models. Like I Um, think I am way more influenced by, let's say a celebrity wearing something that they were clearly paid to wear than I am influenced by like, a print advertisement or a subway advertisement. A billboard, you know. Yes. Yeah. That, which feels, and that is queer because it is more specific. It's more, you know, it's like you like, you have to like something about their vibe. You know, not any celebrity is going to like, is going to make you want to buy something, but it's got to be a specific celebrity. Right. But it just turns out that, at least in my opinion, the people who are like the most successful at that are the worst people ever. Of course. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that true? Why isn't actually somebody cool? Like, why is it What's up with that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it should be uh, like, why aren't, why is it us? Like when we wear something, like everybody wants it. Like, I don't get that. Hmm. I know. Well, it's hmm. because, you know, what we're peddling can't be sold. And it is sort of talking like this. <laughs> Game voice. Comedian. It's literally comedy just talking like this. Um, you know what I was thinking about? Even like professionally made ads, like targeted ads are getting so targeted that now like Mm. every ad I get, it's like, there's a gay married couple like cutting a cake. And I'm like, wait, Mm -hmm. now all of them have this. I know it's crazy. It really, but you're uh, the only one getting that. It's like, you're getting those ads. I'm getting a completely, I'm getting like those ads, but like, it's like, maybe it's an interracial couple. And (laughs) and then like, that's like literally like, they're like slightly different. And then like AI, like the mind literally it like boggles the mind where this can go. Like, with yeah. the chat GPT of it all. When Netflix shows you a movie you, using like the one gay element of it uh-huh. to advertise it, uh-huh. there is a sort of, there was an Ouroboros snake eating its own tail thing that happened to me where there was that, I think it was that rom-com on Netflix with like Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs? Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I could never tell you the name of it. I think it was that one. And Pete Davidson plays a gay guy almost like as a it's almost like a nod to the audience that feels homophobic but 100 percent. he's yes but here's the thing (laughs) i as a gay man was advertised that movie with a thumbnail of pete davidson wow when in fact so clearly 
Lucy Lou would like it, show me Lucy Lou it's and show- I'll see. But it's literally like it's too the the, the AI the Chat GBT is too is like smart in the wrong way. They're like he wants to see himself and and Pete Davidson is gay. And very no, I actually want to see Lucy Lou. I want to see Lucy Lou wearing a fierce outfit and then maybe yeah. I'll click on it. Oh God, that's a part of the decline. That's a part of the decline of average. Like if the Mad Men era, back in the Mad Men era, if they had that yeah. technology, they would have been serving you Lucy Liu. That would have yes. been, they knew that. 100%. They would have known because they were closeted gay men and they know what they like. And that's what, that's, that's really what true. Discovered. That is true. No, you're absolutely right. That's what we've wow, discovered. One more thing about ads. Why do I ever see an advertisement for like AT&T? Like I have never... <laughs> Why should I ever see one of these ads? It's like, no one's like, oh, I'm going to go buy a new phone now because that ad was really convincing. Same for cars. I'm like this. I should never, ever see this car. When I want a car, I will go and like look at the info. No one's being like, oh, that was a fun ad. I'm going to buy a $50,000 thing now. And okay, so it, you're saying that advertising doesn't work on you is what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Is that it, I'm saying like, it, it, it's like sometimes advertising is literally not even about using the advertisement to sell. It's about like, just like the company wanting to publicly be known for something. Yes. Well, here's the thing, because then when you're ready to buy a car, you will remember an an impactful ad. Okay. Will I? Will you? Yeah, I'm not. See, I'm like, I don't know. Well, no, because none of them currently are impactful. If they were impactful, you <laughs> would remember were. them. We're in a the opposite good, of golden age. We are, yes, we're in a, a state of crisis as we've had an, an emergency <laughs> yes. state of crisis. We are in for an the advertising community. We are called Ad- red. <laughs> call it's all really the advertisers in. Advertisers in. Code red. Call them in. We gotta, we gotta fix it from the ground up. We've got yeah. to fix it. Do you understand? how bad the state of advertising has to be if people are buying shorts on Instagram. Although I guess that's also advertising. So I really don't even, I I, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. <laughs> well, there, that's where, that's why it's so impossible to sort of make, make parse yeah. this out. And by the way, I'll say this, not to victim blame, have audiences gotten stupider? I think yes. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I feel like because they are being trained on these terrible ads. Like, it's like, yeah, we can. You can sort of be like, oh my god, isn't this hymns ad stupid? Isn't this seamless ad stupid? But those are successful companies. Well, I mean, you can even name the ad. The fact that you can name the ads means that something worked, yeah. and that yeah. actually is fucked because there are so many ads that I couldn't, I couldn't name. But when you said seamless and when you said hymns, I can see that out of my head, and that's <sighs> so. What maybe there was a actually good? Yeah, <sighs> maybe they're like the that's Iraq off. War, and that they are <laughs> impactful either way. Yeah. Beyond measure, and I am directly responsible for all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that well, congratulations. Is, oh, wow. Gosh. wow, wow. Well, that is kind of juicy. I'm trying to think if I have any final. Oh, my only final thought on ads in general um, is also I like all a, a large majority of my ads are for underwear and like shorts mm. that guys like where they're like just talking about their junk all the time and it's like this is also like a misunderstanding but correctly so where they're like (laughs) (laughs) it's like guys who are straight like being like oh i can't like like finally shorts that don't chafe and it's like you are just seeing your balls through these shorts and it's like this is porn like i'm looking at porn this is what this is. You're making porn, but are you mad at it? I would love it if instead of ads, it was just porn. There <laughs> should be a be, plug-in for that. That would be so much better. And then I would maybe even watch it. I'd actually pay attention to the ads. <laughs> if it was just porn, then they would have my attention, yeah. my unmitigated attention. And, and guess what? Put product placement in it. I don't care. I don't care. 
Also, if, if instead of ads, people are seeing porn at their jobs, then they'll be better at making ads that have sexually uh, inspired <laughs> material. Back. Exactly, because right. they were so horny back in the day, we gave, the people would be more horny, so the ads would be better. If we they do were need to porn. put sex back in ads. Yeah, no. It, it, and it really, sex back in the workplace. Sex back in the workplace and sex. back in advertising. <laughs> that, I think, is that we can all agree on. And this time it can be progressive and kink positive and like, oh, there should be, a be toxic like Mad Men. Your office it, should have a room where it's like, if you're in this room, you're looking room. for sex. A sex room. Literally. And role play could even happen too, if you're into that, which is actually so like... Yeah, that actually a consensual sex room in every office that would actually solve some problems. See, that would actually be helpful because some people want to <laughs> have sex. Yeah. Some people do want to have sex with their coworkers. HR executives listening to this, bring this back to your company at the next ideas meeting, at the next all hands. Raise your hand and say, you know, I heard something on a podcast I listened to. Uh, Straighter Lab brought to you by Will Ferrell's Big Money Players. And I'm going to narrate it to you right now. <laughs> it's actually a million dollar idea. Like they should pay it. Like it's actually such a good idea. Wow. <laughs> Once some, I'll just say this. Talk about marketing. Once someone figures out an ethical way, an ethical way to monetize the sexual tension of a workplace, that person will become president. I'm talking <laughs> as well. They should like, as, well, moral, as well. They should no, like somehow you're going to like somehow figure out what we're going to do with power dynamics, what we're going to do with gender dynamics, like pay disparity, some way that, the whole yes, pay disparity, <laughs> like uh, women in tech. All of it. There is a way to do it. And I am, whenever anyone figures it out, I, I'm telling you, it's gold. We, we need our best minds on this. We really do. We really do. We really oh, do. Yeah. Maybe the Come to Garçon designers can be hired to do that. That's <laughs> uh, a great next task for them. Hi, Stradio listeners. Can you remember how many medicines are in an HIV pill? Well, I've got news for you. If you said two, three, or four, you're right. Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines, but you also may be able to stay undetectable with just two medicines in a single pill. That's right. There's an HIV pill containing just two medicines that may help you stay undetectable. Why might all this matter for someone on HIV treatment? HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. So how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, no worries, because your doctor does. Talk to your doctor about 2-in-1 HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. 
Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Well, do we, I think we've kind of like literally unpacked all of advertising. Yeah. I think that no, there's that was... nothing, there's nothing left to say about, though, you know, I have one last thing not to mm. segue, but your shout out segment is sort of an advertisement. That's basically just ads. Yeah. Well, it's, so you're sort of complicit. You're, you're, it's influencer you're complicit. marketing. It's influencer marketing. <laughs> it's influencer marketing. <laughs> okay. You can, you can say it that yeah. way, but. And it's we actually, have... it's building our brand more than it's building the brands of the things that we shout out. All right. Exactly. It seems like you're sort of, it's sort of, you know, sort of like shouting out synergy. specific things. And as we've said, marketing is gay and advertising is great. So. <laughs> it is an experience. It is an experience. Yeah. That's fair. Um, said the shout outs are an experience. Speaking of, should we do our final yes. segment? Shout outs. Let's do it. Sam, please describe it. Okay. Shout outs is our homage to the classic tradition of straight culture where we shout out anything that we enjoy. Um, imagine it's 2001. You're at TRL in Times Square shouting out to your squad back home about anything that you like. And I actually have one now. Whoa. Ooh. So I'll start. And Wait. Stop me if I've done this one before. I don't think I have, but I'm feeling very brain dead today. And I can't remember what things I've talked about okay. on the podcast and what I haven't. Okay. What's up, everyone from coast to shining coast? I want to give a huge shout out to the show that comes on after Drag Race called The Exhibit starting recently. This show is so funny. It is a reality show about like fine art where you win an exhibit, uh, a show in the big museum. And it is the tone is so confusing because they are actually trying to do like nuanced art like pieces but they're like trying to reality showify it and does not connect. And so it, it, there's like a little like boss woman walking around judging people, but truly just like being like, I don't think it's, well, there's a nuance that's sort of missing. And then it's like, dun, 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 and it like doesn't work. And like, also there's like real artists on it. Like there's this guy that went to college with Misha, who's actually, his name is Misha and he's like very successful. And it was sort of like, why'd you do this show? You're embarrassing yourself. I see people tweeting about you on the internet, just saying like the gay guy on the exhibit. And it's like, you have a whole studio, you have shows around the world. Why did you say yes to this? But it's amazing to watch someone successful sort of try to um, maneuver in a reality show setting. Reality shows are a weird world for art to be seen. But at the same time, I'm kind of invested and I might watch the entire season and find wow. out who wins next week on The Exhibit. <laughs> wow. I gotta yes, say, just was... personally speaking, I now want to watch that. I'd never heard of yeah. that. And I now you really it. sold it. To, you sold it to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it marketing. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is just so, so jarring and um, weird because it's clunky and bad but then at the end i was like i need to keep watching this oh i feel like wow. we've as a society have run out of ideas for reality television competitions if that's where we're at and that's okay but i'm like i feel like i could let that into my life yeah 
It's on after Drag Race. <laughs> I someone needs to. I've. Uh, what well, I mean, I've said this for decades. Someone needs to figure out what's going on with the art world, and if that is a reality show, then I'll watch. <laughs> Because something is get to the off bottom of it. there. <laughs> Something's always and I've met been these off. people. <laughs> <laughs> Something is amiss in that, um, in that community. Okay, I just thought of one. Oh my god, and it's actually marketing related. Believe it or mm-hmm. not. Okay. Um, what's up, friends, acquaintances, lovers, and future lovers? I want to give a shout out to the person who thought of the concept of yogurt covered pretzels and named it yogurt covered pretzels. Guess what? That's not yogurt. It's what? not yogurt. What is it? There's no way that's yogurt. Whistleblower. It is some sort of, there's some concoction of sugar, corn syrup, and like whatever that thing is that's meat-based, that, that, that's in gelatin. <laughs> not meat-based, animal-based. My point is, if you've had a yogurt cup of pretzel, that does not, that's not what yogurt tastes like, and that's not what yogurt is like when you like dry it or whatever. So it's clearly something else, but yogurt is so healthy-coated that you can just call something white that... Frankly, if it wasn't for the association with yogurt, it would look pretty disgusting. Like something that is white coated, need I say more? You just decided to call that yogurt covered pretzels and then suddenly it's healthy coated? Suddenly you are seeing that and you're saying, well, I'd rather have that than a chocolate covered pretzel. I'd rather have yogurt than chocolate. I'm, I'm suddenly doing, it's keto friendly suddenly. Well, let me tell you something. I was not born yesterday and you will not be, trick me even though I do eat them on the regular, but I don't think they're healthy and that's why I'm smart. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. Like, do you know for a fact that it's not yogurt, or are you just no? But like, it's not how yogurt? in what world would that be yogurt? This is a yogurt. Have. Maybe they made special it's, yogurt. Maybe it's what, like yeah, maybe it's a different type of yogurt. I'm gonna look up. There's so many yogurt, types of yogurt. Are yogurt covered? <laughs> are they real? No, we have. I have to know this. yogurt. Because <laughs> I always, I always assume that they were. They can't lie. Yogurt covered snacks don't actually contain much yogurt. Yogurt covering is not the same thing as yogurt. There's a small amount of yogurt powder involved, according to Time magazine. But the majority of the mixture is stuff like sugar, palm kernel oil. Wait, I was literally right. Oh my god, you literally stabilizers and extra salt. Wow. I'm sort of shocked. To me, it's like a. It's like you've had yogurt. Like that's not what yogurt is. No. Yeah, but I assumed it was like a different version of the yogurt that I I assumed there were multiple versions. I mean, that's why I shouted out the people who thought of it because they're geniuses. I mean, that does anything so... sound healthier when you're looking for a snack like yogurt covered pretzels, like pretzels you are told from a young age are the healthy alternative to like chips. And then yogurt is like has protein. And then yogurt has pro- way, pro- way, pro- way protein in fact. Way protein. That actually and you're is. Bulking. <laughs> you're bulking. <laughs> you're basically at the gym when you're eating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Building muscle. <laughs> you wow. are. Oh, my God. Wait. Mine was actually randomly snack related, too. Please, well, just I say so. go for we it. We love, we love snacks theme. energy. Okay, all right. I can go? Okay. Yes. yes. Hello, all you chicos and chicas out there. Thanks for listening to this ad. Um, I want to shout out my favorite little snack that I had right before recording. Saltines with peanut butter. They're so good. It's so simple. It's classic. It's delectable. I feel like Carrie Bradshaw when I eat them alone in my apartment and stack them up and it's my little snack and I like look out the window and eat them. And sometimes you're working your nine to five in the office and you don't have time to go to lunch. You don't have time to go to the cafeteria. And what you need, excuse me, is a little bite of happy a little some peanut butter and a nice salty little snack. I know peanut butter, a lot of people are allergic to it. And you know what? I don't care. 
care. They were missing <laughs> out on things that make me happy. So I want to give it up to Saltines and Peanut Butter, Jiffy, Peanut Butter specifically. It's really fucking fantastic, and it made my little tummy go yum today. Woo! Oh, God, I always am into a shout out of peanut butter. One of the it's finest, so one of the only good. good things Americans have invented. It's, it's also a, a black American. Don't don't forget George. Washington. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. 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 Right. Everybody course, knows of that. Course, George. Of course. <laughs> Wait, I do want to say our producer Olivia uh, texted us the full ingredients of yogurt coating, and I would like to dramatically read them. Yogurt coating typically consists of sugar, partially hydrogenated palm kernel oil, whey powder, non-fat yogurt powder, titanium dioxide, sounds toxic, soy lecithin, salt, and artificial flavor. Three of those things sound terrifying to me. (laughs) There should be a class action lawsuit, in my opinion. I I deserve money, and I've only had like 10 yogurt curry puzzles in my whole life. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Sam, I interrupted you. Sorry. Oh, well, I was going to say, Chris, you bring up something that I think about all the time also, which is like the ideal snack makes me feel like Carrie Bradshaw. The ideal snack Uh, makes me feel like a 90s girl who like cares about health, but also is is, like wants a fun treat during the day and is like doing her nails while eating it. Yeah. There's something so specific. You have to. That's how you know that you're eating good. And it's like, it's not too much, but it's like it hits the spot. You're being a little indulgent, but not too indulgent, you know? Yes. It's the oh, writing that line. It's really oh. something to that. It really, really is. Mm, and saltines and peanut butter will do it for you. But yogurt coating pretzels, I don't know. I don't know no. anymore. It sounds like they're on the chopping saltines, block. Saltines really are that girl that has been around forever. And no one, she's never gotten her moment. No. She's sort and no of, one's doing it better. It's like when <laughs> Carrie Hilson was a songwriter. Like, <laughs> she, she, she can't be the star, but no. she's the backbone. But, She's the backbone. She's the backbone of society. Saltines. We don't give yeah. her enough credit. Good when you're healthy. No. Good when you're sick too. Hmm. Gee. In Gee. Every way. Um, well, wow, Chris. Well, wow. This was an absolute delight. Thanks for doing the podcast. This was amazing. <laughs> this was really. This was a delight. And you know what? I've I learned a lot about myself. You really. Speaking of Colin, you really called me in. Tracy Flick energy. You know. I just. <laughs> you know. Please don't, you know, I can feel you're still beating yourself up about that. I know. It's okay. It's okay. And George should be beating himself about Carmen de Garçon. That's what should be happening. (laughs) No, it's true. Oh, wow. Although I still, the thing is, I'm so confident about that specific one that I'm like, no, that was good. Like, you can't, there are other things I can be insecure about, but I'm like, no, that was good. That's so (laughs) That's good. I'm happy. I'm really happy. Um, (sighs) Well, well, God, this was like one of our more informative episodes. I feel like we really like spent a lot of time on the topic. Yeah. Yeah, we really did the work. All right, folks. We did the work. Well, thank you, Legend. Chris, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Wait, this was so fun. Thanks Bye. for this was really fun. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. 
You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 